I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy B. Wilson and it's January 15th. The Boston Molasses Flood took place on this day in 1919. Today, folks probably associate molasses more with food or maybe with making rum, but in the early 19-teens, it was a lot more important for munitions, especially because of World War I. Purity Distilling Company, owned by the United States Industrial Alcohol Company, wanted to fill that need and make money. Even before the United States was directly involved in the war, the U.S. was providing munitions to the Allies. So molasses was a big business. To support that whole goal, they built a tank in 1915, but they had a lot of problems. The ideal location for this tank was near both the harbor and the railroad. They needed the harbor to receive all the molasses from the Caribbean, and they needed the railroad to ship it out for processing. So they planned a tank that would hold 2.5 million gallons of molasses. This was 50 feet high and 90 feet in diameter, or 15 meters high and 27 meters in diameter, And between the permitting process and terrible weather and other obstacles, they got way behind schedule and wound up with a team of about 30 men working around the clock to try to get this thing built on time. And they also cut corners to try to make up for lost time and spend less money. The material that they used to build this massive tank was both too thin and too brittle to do the job. 
When they finally filled this up with molasses, it leaked so much that people in the neighborhood would come scrape the residue off the sides. They didn't really do much to fix that problem. They did caulk some of the worst of it, and otherwise they painted it brown so that the leaks wouldn't show as much. By 1919, with World War I over, the need for munitions had really dropped, but the company still had a license for industrial alcohol. And on January 15, 1919, at 12.30 p.m., the tank, which had been making ominous rumbling noises for a while, finally ruptured. This followed some unseasonably warm weather for January in Boston, and the tank was mostly full at the time. When the tank ruptured, its steel plates were torn completely apart, and a 15-foot-high or 4.6-meter wave of molasses raced through Boston's north end at 35 miles an hour. That's about 56 kilometers an hour. This was deadly. The flying debris flew at least 200 feet, knocked down girders of an elevated train. People were knocked to the ground, and then because they were on the ground, people and animals drowned in the molasses. Buildings collapsed or were knocked off their foundations by the force of it all, and even people who survived that initial wave and were able to keep their heads out of the molasses died because they just couldn't get out. Animals that were in that position had to be put down because there was no way to rescue them from this just immobile, sticky mass. Most of the neighborhood's residents were Irish and Italian immigrants. A lot of them did not have a lot of money. And in the end, 21 people were dead and 150 injured. Cleanup took months. Investigations of what happened followed. There were 119 separate civil suits that were filed against the company within a year. Six years of litigation and the longest, most expensive civil suit in Massachusetts history followed this. The owners claimed that it had been anarchist sabotage, but there was no evidence that that was true at all. In April of 1925, the state auditor released a 51-page verdict that found the company liable for what had happened. The company later paid $628,000 in damages. Today, some people say that on hot days, you can still smell the molasses in Boston's North End. There's more to this story in the October 5th, 2009 Stuff You Missed in History class. Thanks to Casey Pegram and Chandler Mays for their audio work on the show. You can subscribe to the Stay in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever else you get podcasts. And you can tune in tomorrow for a constitutional amendment that did not work out as planned. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, 
or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.